Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. I want to give a huge shout out to those who have already responded to our previous episodes, letting us know that Life in Purple is making a difference in their lives. On our most recent episodes, we've had best-selling author and national speaker, Jamie Vrinios, who shares her story and how we can find the warrior within. So, if you haven't had a chance to listen to our previous episodes, you're missing out on some really valuable tips and action steps that you can make to stop the negative talk. We've also recently had a couple guest bloggers sharing their own struggles and how they overcame them. If you have gleaned any value from any of our amazing guests so far, visit LipTalkNation.com and there you will find more resources such as our coaching, blog, and much, much more. On our show today, we have a world-renowned thought leader, author, speaker, and business coach. He certainly isn't a stranger to social media, paving the way for positive thinking and successful living. Stephen Aitchison has dedicated over 20 years of his life to helping people succeed. He has written several books about the mind, boosting your energy, making friends, and even about ideas for your blog. Stephen also has several websites that are excellent resources for anyone looking to better themselves. Welcome to Life in Purple, Stephen. How are you today? I am very good, Laura. Thank you for that brilliant introduction. I am so excited and I'm honored, Stephen, to have you on the show. When I researched you and started following you, I fell in love with what you're doing. I believe we have something in common when it comes to how to get rid of the negative talk. So before we get into all of that and how you started your philosophy and positive affirmations, I would love for you to share with the listeners where you're from and how you got your start. Well, obviously I'm from, you'll probably be able to tell from the accent, I'm from all the way across in Scotland, in the UK. And I really started online well, about um, nine years ago, nine, ten years ago now. And it really started with the blog. But before that, I was kind of drifting about kind of doing from job to job. And I just didn't like, I knew I wasn't cut out to work in the corporate world. And I've been doing that for a number of years. So I kind of decided one of my lifelong ambitions was to go to university and study psychology. And so I've done that and I just, I got a degree and I didn't want to do anything with it. I didn't want to become a psychologist or anything. I just wanted to achieve kind of a lifelong goal. And that was one of the things that got me started. So I thought, I've done the psychology degree, what do I want to do now? So I just started writing. And that's when the blog came about in August 2006. And I started writing from there. And it's just snowballed from there from 2006. But it's only been in the last year and a half, two years, that everything has just exploded. 
because I was just determined to make it and it's, I've made a business for myself and it's all worked out. It's been brilliant. Wow, Stephen, I really want to point out to Lip Talk Nation right off the bat how you told us and you shared in your story of how you began that you determined to make it. So you had the psychology degree from a university, which was an ambition that you had. And many of the listeners have these ambitions, but lack that determination. And so I believe already we can learn that from you. So how did your philosophy, Stephen, to help people around the world in any way you can develop? Well, after doing the psychology degree, I didn't obviously start online and start making money online and make a business of it until it was only recently in 2012. So I wanted to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I knew in some way I wanted to kind of help people. I tried, I went into nursing, I became a, a nurse for mental health in the mental health field. But after 18 months, decided it wasn't for me. But it, it wasn't a big thing and it wasn't a blow. I just, I tried it, it didn't work. So, but I still knew I wanted to help people. So I kind of went into the addiction field. Um, I kind of got, well, I got a job um, working with the homeless, first of all. So when working with the homeless, I kind of developed these kind of strategies and exercises for them to do to kind of help with their beliefs and with their mindset and trying to get out of this cycle they were in. And then I took a job working in addictions and I continued with all the stuff I was doing, doing cognitive behavioral therapy kind of techniques um, and stuff like that. And I developed from then. I took all that and put it online. And really, it's about when you're doing online, if you've got an online business or anything like that, you kind of quickly devise it's nothing to do with you at all. If you're the business owner, it's not that people don't want to know about you initially. They just want to help themselves. And if you can bring that across to people and just really in a genuine way, in a heart-centered kind of business kind of way, say, I, I really I want to help you and these are the things I can give you to help you, then that is a big thing. And then word of mouth kind of starts kind of going around the world, literally, with social media and people start talking about you. And this is how it's kind of just exploded over the last couple of years. Stephen, I love the progression of how you were able to help people. You started as a nurse after you got your psychology degree, and then you discovered that it wasn't exactly what you wanted to do, but you still knew that you wanted to help people. And Lip yeah. Talk Nation, I'm going to talk to you right now, that it's not about you don't want to help people. It's maybe that you are doing the wrong thing. And I want you to grab a hold of... I want to help people and really dwell on that throughout the rest of this episode because I believe that Stephen has a lot to share with us and a lot of value to add to us. But then, Stephen, you went to help people with addictions and specifically homeless people. And then you decided to put it on paper and blog about it. You know, that seems like, oh, yeah, I should do that. But some people need that nudge. So Lip Talk Nation, if you have this yearning ability to help people, maybe you should start putting your thoughts on paper. So thank you so much already, Stephen, for that part of your life and how you shared your vulnerability with us, you know, and how something wasn't working out. So you said next and you went on to the next. So clearly, you have become a successful entrepreneur, Stephen, and a shining light for many. But before you became successful, will you share with the listeners and myself some of the obstacles you had to overcome? Well, without doubt, the biggest obstacle, and it's kind of what I'm teaching now, the biggest obstacle is your own beliefs about yourself. 
when you start to do, say, something online, for example, um, and you become a writer online, people who become kind of bloggers or they write kind of books, Kindle books or whatever, they don't believe that they are writers or they don't believe in themselves and they kind of talk themselves out of actually what they're doing. And it's almost like they feel like a fraud. And it's that belief, and it's mine as well, that's what I felt like at the beginning. I'm getting all these comments from people on my blog, and they're saying, oh, you're great, this is this is a brilliant article. And, and I still felt like a fraud because I wasn't really a writer, I wasn't really kind of blogging my thoughts. But you've got to, then you realise, okay, this is just a belief I have about myself. So you've got to work on that belief. And once you start working, and it's all to do with your beliefs, once you start working on those beliefs, then every, and I mean everything changes Literally, everything changes. And if you realize you can change one belief about yourself, and it doesn't have to be a negative belief, you can install new beliefs and install new positive beliefs. If you can work on one belief, you can work on 10, then you can work on 100. And then pretty soon, your life has literally changed. You don't recognize yourself from where you were before. And it's all to do with your thoughts and your beliefs and how you can talk to yourself as well. Stephen, you just hit home personally for myself because I struggled with the same thing that you just shared with us. And it was that you didn't believe that you were a writer. You were only putting your thoughts down and then you had to overcome that belief system, belief about yourself. And Lip Talk Nation, how many of you are struggling right now believing that maybe you're not even worthy or you're not good enough or that you're not something when you really are? And I want to reach out to you and point out what Stephen just said. That's your belief system. That honestly is a lie that you've been telling yourself. And Stephen, the motto here at Life in Purple is what you say is what you become. So I thank you for sharing that part of your obstacles. It certainly is something that I struggle with. And I have been finding myself talking to myself saying, I am a writer. I can do this. And I feel you right now where you were. And again, you have become successful. But I know that as you were overcoming these obstacles, specifically the belief system, Will you tell us in Lip Talk Nation what you were telling yourself as you were overcoming this? What were some of the lies that you had to overcome? The lies, I think they stem from, and this is a kind of cliche and kind of psychology and stuff, I think they stem from kind of your childhood and your kind of environment from when you've been grown up. So if you, say for example, your family's not really had any money, and a lot of us uh, families not really had any money kind of in the past, and we're always told we can't afford that, you can't. Um, do you think money grows on trees and things like that? Um, you kind of grow up with that belief. And if you've got that belief stuck in your mind, then th- that's going to stay with you. You're just going to say, well, I'm, I'm not worthy of earning kind of, uh, a lot of money in my life. So that's one of the beliefs that you have to kind of overcome. But the first part that you have to overcome is recognizing that belief. And that's where I think a lot of people kind of fall down is the first hurdle because they don't recognize the beliefs that they have within themselves. So I think one of the beliefs or one of the lies I always told myself was I am worthy because I didn't feel like I was worthy of kind of all the praise that I was getting and stuff like that and um, when I started doing the online writing and producing products. So you have the one kind of affirmation that kind of told myself over and over again, I am worthy. And that one kind of affirmation makes a huge, a huge difference in your life. You are exactly right, Stephen. I have been guilty of saying the same things, you know, of not thinking that I'm good enough. And I have an awesome team that supports this and the mission of Life and Purple. But not only the worthiness, but knowing that you are called to help someone. You're called to help people. And what a mission that you have because you want to help the whole world, which is a hero 
to most people, to myself even. And I think all of us need to be like that. If we put our focus on helping instead of what we get out of it, Lip Talk Nation, it's not about what you receive, but it's also about who you become in the process. And so with this belief system, Stephen, that you have with affirmations and recognizing First of all, that step that you said, the very first step is recognize the beliefs that you told yourself. And so I am grabbing a hold of everything that you're saying right now, Stephen, and I hope Lip Talk Nation is as well. So I know that you have many resources available, Stephen, to help people learn how to be more positive, especially through meditation and positive affirmations. Will you explain to Lip Talk Nation how positive affirmations work? Well, people have tried them and say, oh, positive affirmations don't work. It's just a, a load of hooey. It just, it just doesn't work at all. Just repeating something over and over again doesn't work. But here's, here's the thinking around positive affirmations. Here's why they do genuinely do work. What happens with yourself when you form a belief about yourself? You really, what you're doing is you're telling yourself over and over and over again something. So, for example, if you don't think you are good at math, for example, mathematics, you just tell yourself from a young age, oh, I'm no good at math. So your brain switches off. Your brain just says, you're no good at math, why are you even trying? So when it sees all those numbers on paper and they try to do algebra, your brain says, eh, you're no good at math, so why, why are you doing it? This is not going to work. So you tell yourself over and over and you carry that on into adulthood. Where with positive affirmation, it turns that kind of around. So you're doing exactly the same with positive affirmations as you've done throughout your whole life. So if you then start to install a new belief, for example, saying, um, I am good at mathematics, for example. And I'm using that example because I did it myself. That was one of the first things I did myself when I was 16, 17. Um, I had to become good at math, but I never believed I was. So I'm using that example as a personal kind of thing. So you tell yourself kind of over and over again, but something strange happens in your brain. There's a psychological phenomenon known as cognitive dissonance whereby you cannot hold two opposing beliefs at the same time. So if you've told yourself all your life you're no good at mathematics, for example, and then you suddenly start using positive affirmations to say, I am good at um, mathematics, your brain says, eh, no, you're not. You can't even look at numbers and you can't even add up or do the multiplication tables. So that's two opposing beliefs. But if you continue with the positive affirmations, that old solid belief that you have becomes molten. It almost goes... It starts to melt. And then if you continue and keep on continuing and prove to yourself, not just say it into your own mind, you start to prove to yourself that you are good at maths, for example. And that might be a bad example, but we'll we'll carry on with that. So you prove to yourself by doing multiplication tables, doing division, doing a little bit of algebra and becoming a little bit better all the time. So it's looking for proof and your brain is taking all that in. So as your brain is taking this in, it just says, oh, Actually, I am quite good at math. That old belief doesn't matter anymore. It's gone molten. It's starting to melt away. And the new positive belief replaces it. So it's not just a matter of you saying something over and over again uh, about positive affirmations. You're looking for evidence and your brain is opening up. And the questions that you're asking yourself as well, whereas before you might have been asking yourself, why am I no good at math? And your brain answers that question. just says, because you're not good at math. You can't do numbers. You can't do multiplication. But then if you ask the right questions, for example, how can I become better than that? Your brain suddenly opens up and starts looking for the solution. So that's how positive affirmations work. And that's why a lot of people don't really understand it. It's not just about repeating something. It's about your brain kind of opening up, looking for evidence, saying the positive affirmations and melting away the old beliefs that you have. 
Stephen, I am nodding my head yes, because this is something I've personally discovered without doing a lot of research, but I believe that we are intelligent beings and that we do have the ability to figure out things. And so you just pointed out that when you start positive affirmations, you can't have these two belief systems, I can't or I can. And you said basically, and what I think you were saying is that your brain will argue with each other until you know you start putting in that new belief system and you start acting upon it and then you start proving to yourself so it isn't about just saying them and it's about acting on the affirmations as well what a beautiful example that you gave us especially from your own personal experience that you didn't believe that you were good at math but then you decided I love that you decided to start telling yourself that you were good at it and lip talk nation you may be struggling with something maybe that belief system that you aren't good at something you aren't good at public speaking you aren't good at being a mom and that's why I wanted you on the show Stephen is because you explain it so simply for people to understand affirmations affect your belief system there's an argument that goes on but then you begin acting upon it and then you become it wow okay Stephen I'm 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 in awe right now about that much information you just gave because I am so passionate about this. So recently I've had many listeners reach out to me and say, I can't talk out loud to myself. I get embarrassed, especially positive affirmations. I personally talk to myself all the time, so I don't struggle with this part. But I'm wondering, when you started this journey, did you struggle with saying positive affirmations? Um, At first, I couldn't say it out loud, the positive affirmations out loud, unless Obviously, I was there by myself and I could kind of say it. But again, you kind of feel a bit strange, especially here in Scotland. And I don't know about um, kind of American places like that. They're a bit more open. But in Scotland, we're kind of tough men and we just don't do that kind of thing. But once you, once you get into it, it's okay. It's fine and it does kind of work. But then I realise, actually, you don't need to say it out loud because you're saying it out loud in your mind. So when you start to say it into your own mind and repeat it and listen to kind of positive affirmations as well, it's just as good as saying it out loud, but saying it out loud gives it another dimension. It kind of vocalizes it and you've got that vibration of your voice saying it out loud. So it gives it another dimension. But if Lip Talk Nation kind of listeners do feel embarrassed about it, then just repeat it into yourself, first of all, because you'll still hear your own voice in your mind and it'll have that vibration as well. But once you say it out loud and vocalize it, it gives it another dimension. So it's good saying it out loud. And, and once you practice these, if you've practiced this for years, Something you don't really need to say, positive affirmation, because you've just, your mind is just in that zone already. And if you come across something that, an old belief that you need to change, then your mind kind of acts on it to change it without you thinking about it, because you've got into that thought habit of kind of positive affirmations, I can do this, I know what I'm going to do, and things like that. So it's good from that point of view as well. I love how you said practice them until you can say them out loud, Stephen. Lip Talk Nation, that's so important. I know many of you out there are struggling with an old mindset or thinking that you're not worthy, you're not good enough, but practice them. So Stephen gave you all permission. I give you all permission to say them in your mind. Practice them. And I love how you pointed out how you have tough men in Scotland. You know, they're tough here too. They have this mindset. But I love that you as a man, as a thought leader, is bringing that out and giving positive affirmations a good name. And I believe that every good thing will be attacked. And so I think let's join together, Stephen, and teach people how to speak in positive belief systems into their mind and get rid of the lies. 
practice them until you can say them out loud. Like you said, it gives it a different dimension when you can say them out loud. I love that about you, Stephen, already that you are willing to be vulnerable with us. So thank you. All right. What are some of your affirmations that you tell yourself on a daily basis, Stephen? One of the biggest things, and it's still, like I said before, Laura, when you're doing affirmations and you've done them for so long, the affirmations you no longer hear, the affirmations you are, you become the affirmation. And I know that's going to sound a bit strange and a bit weird, but any obstacle I come across now, and I mean anything at all, if it's, um, say for example, I'm not a tiler in any way, that's kind of somebody who kind of lays tiles on the floor or the wall or something. I've never done kind of DIY in, in, the, in the past. So I was tasked to do something, tile my own kitchen and bought a new home. And immediately I thought, no, I can't do this. I'm just going to get somebody in to do it. And I thought, yeah, I can do it. And immediately switch and say, I can do it. I'll just learn how to do it and I'll do it. And that thinking is automatic. So after a few years of doing these, but some of the ones that still come up are like when I'm online and I'm, I'm growing bigger and bigger and bigger all the time, I still to remind myself, yes, I am worthy. And definitely that's one of the big things. If you can repeat that, if that's the one thing you tell yourself over and over again for the next two, three years, that one belief in positive affirmations will change your life forever. But that's one of the things I do. And one of the things is another one I would say is I'm a good husband. I want to be a brilliant husband. I want to be a brilliant family man. And I kind of repeat that over and over. And it just kind of makes me think about balancing my life from the family life and the business life. So when I kind of repeat that into myself as well, just kind of as a reminder just to stay focused on the family as well as the business. I don't think that's strange at all, Stephen, when you said you become the affirmations. I have experienced this personally for myself because I had to conquer a lot of things. I was living in my PJs, and the listeners know this, for five days at a time because I felt like I wasn't good enough. But even when you said you become the affirmation, something as simple as tiling the kitchen floor, at first you said, no, I couldn't, but you immediately caught yourself in saying, yes, I can. I love how you created the habit as well. So Lip Talk Nation, positive affirmations can become a habit. It does become you. You become the affirmations. And I love how you say these two affirmations. Yes, I am worthy. And I'm a good husband. What a beautiful thing to share with us. Men out there listening, look at this. You can say these as well. So these aren't just for women, but they're for everyone. And I really resonate with you right now, Stephen, on how you become them. Because again, what you say is what you become. So on one of your websites that's called advancedearlyriser.com, what would you like for Lip Talk Nation to understand about being an early riser and even having a routine? The thing, Advanced Tailor Riser, um, that was a, an ebook that came about in 2009, 2010, when I was struggling to write my first product and wrote to my email list at the time and just said, listen, I'm thinking about writing an ebook and here's 10 topics I'm thinking about writing on. What one do you suggest? And surprisingly, Advanced Tailor Riser came up because I'd been getting up at half past four, five o'clock every morning for the last I don't know, seven years before that, and people kept on asking, how do you manage to do this and still get so much done during the day and you're still, uh, you're only sleeping five hours a night? So that was one of the books that came about and that was one of the biggest factors in making the online business because I made, I think it was $20,000 from that one ebook, and it just kind of spurred me to go on and further. But becoming an advisor for me meant a lot of things. It means, it meant I could get up at half past four and this was when I was working full time. I could get up at half past four, work for two and a half hours before getting my two sons up and my wife up for work 
and spend time with them in the morning and then go to the full-time job and then I could work another couple of hours when I got back. So it gave me an extra two and a half hours, which is an extra 15 hours a week to work because I was so determined to make it online. That's what being an early riser done. But you train your mind and your body to get up at that time. Because there's a lot of press out there and there's a lot of kind of articles out there saying you can't get by on five hours sleep at night, that's impossible, your brain's going to go in mush and crazy things like that. But there's things you can do like meditating. Meditating gives you, it's like if you meditate for 15 minutes a day, it gives you it's like an extra hour and a half to two hours sleep. Literally, uh, your brain goes into a kind of alpha state and it's like getting an extra one and a half, two hours sleep. So that's how I got over kind of the afternoon tiredness and I had nap as well, 15 minute naps as well. And I was even going into the, the bathrooms at work to have a 15-minute nap, although I would never tell the work that at the time, but I can admit that now because I'm not there. So it's really, really important for me to have that routine. And the habits in the morning would be, obviously, walking the dog would be the meditation for 15 minutes, and the habit in the afternoon would be um, having a nap for 15 minutes as well just to get that kind of extra couple of hours sleep back. So habits are really important once you do something, as in, kind of positive affirmations, once you do it over and over again, it just becomes routine. It becomes subconsciously a routine as well, whereby you miss it if you don't do it. And if you can get into good habits in the morning, then, oh, it just kind of changes everything. Lip Talk Nation, did you hear that? If you get up early in the morning, it changes everything. And I know he added more value than that, but I really want you to grab a hold of that because some people love their sleep and they believe that, yes, you need the eight hours or seven hours and you can't function correctly. And I love how you pointed out that meditation for at least 15 minutes is equal to a half hour to two hours of sleep. And I also know that meditation is a form of willpower. So it also helps the mind for you to function in to continue on even when it's hard. So Stephen, thank you so much. You said you train your body and your mind. Now that goes right along with how you become the affirmation. So I believe that you're really reaching out to our listeners and saying determination and discipline. But when you do that, you feel better and then you have more success. You become positive and you become happier. So, Stephen, most of us, regardless of our passion, started out as fans of somebody else's work. So I'm wondering, who were some of your inspirations that prompted you to start your journey? Well, the very first one was back in, in fact, I'm just thinking back there, I was just about to say something, I'll mention his name later on, but there's a guy called Gary Craig, and he started the EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique Movement. And he didn't start, he kind of learned it from somebody and he really started online. And I think it was even before, it must have been 1999, just as the internet was really kicking off. And I joined his list, it must have been back in 1999, and he was doing this emotional freedom technique. And that's really, really big. Just now, that's, you see that everywhere just now, but it was really Gary Craig. I think that was his name that started it. And I followed him and kind of subconsciously, I kind of was still on his email list just now subconsciously I kind of started thinking about what I could do online. But then back in 2003 or something, I started reading a guy called Steve Pavlina and he had a blog with some excellent podcasts and some, it wasn't a podcast at the time, but he was just recording and putting an MP3 out and it just blew my mind, the stuff that he was teaching. His early stuff, um, his later stuff, um, doesn't really suit kind of my style, but his early stuff is just phenomenal on the law of attraction and stuff like that. So they were the two people that kind of really inspired me in the very early days. And Steve Pavlina really inspired me to become a blogger. And that's where my journey started when I started blogging. 
I'm smiling really big right now, Steve, because what you're saying is that these two men specifically were your inspirations, but it allowed you to start thinking outside of the box. It allowed you to start thinking even more. So I'm really loving this. Lip Talk Nation, it's not that you need to follow exactly what your hero is doing. Your heroes really want you to be your own person, to think outside of the box and become more. And then we're leading back to those affirmations and your belief system. I want you to hold on to that and remember these words that Stephen is resonating with us and and speaking life into us. Let your heroes, let your inspirations be the thing that triggers you to become more. Oh my goodness, Stephen, I am so thankful for you today. I love that you don't claim to be a therapist, but that you use your own experiences to help others. That's one of the things we encourage the listeners to do the same thing. So I'm wondering now with all the success that you have, what do you do now when you are faced with an obstacle? The best way to do it, the best way to say it, it's almost like if you've seen kind of the movie The Matrix, there are, oh, this is going to sound really weird, there are no obstacles. There literally are no obstacles. You, if, if When I come across something just now, I don't say, okay, this is going to be really difficult, this is going to be really hard. I just, it's the right questions that you ask yourself. Okay, what do you do to overcome this? And your mind is automatically tell you, you know you can overcome it. It's just finding a way to get through it, to get through that rock to build that tunnel through that rock just to get through it. So your mind no longer sees it as an obstacle. It just goes, it's a little thing, and that's all it becomes. And once you practice all this kind of over a couple of years or something, it might sound strange to the Talk nations listening to this, but that's what you will become as well. There will be no obstacles in your life because everything literally is possible. A light bulb just went on in my head, Stephen. When you said that, there are no obstacles. And the way that you explained it right now is that you know in your brain, you know you can overcome it and your mind can overcome it. And right now I'm in awe. I had an aha moment right now when you said that. So you caused me to start thinking even in a a different direction, but I don't want to go there right now. But thank you so much. Lip Talk Nation, did you hear that? Once you develop your belief system in such a positive way, believing that you can do something, eventually you will look at life as there are no obstacles. You can figure the things out that you are faced with. So Stephen, so much valuable information you just gave us. Lip Talk Nation, I hope you took good notes. Sounding like you right now. All right, we are ready to move on to our lightning round, Stephen, which is our fun time that we have together. And we're going to get to know you on a different level and you don't have to think a lot about these i would love for you just to answer it first thing that comes to your mind are you ready yes i am i love it okay so if you could have a superpower what would it be steven superpower to see into the future ah indeed i might steal that one for today i like that one (laughs) (laughs) to see into the future all right how do you like your coffee or do you drink coffee I drink too much coffee and I drink it white with two sugars. White with two sugars. I like how you just described that. That's fun. Okay, (laughs) so will you tell us your most embarrassing moment? Most embarrassing moment I can think of just now. I went on holiday when I was about 19 with a group of guys, a big group of guys, and somebody had told the the actual entertainer that was there that I could play the piano, and I was only just learning. So the entertainer got me up and I could sit in front of the piano play it with one finger. <laughs> I learned a tune with one finger and it was a bar full of people and I was kind of looking out going, yeah, I'm good, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. But I really wasn't. I was absolutely rubbish and it's my most embarrassing moment and I'm blushing just now just even thinking about it. Well, you know what that tells me though, Stephen, that you are willing to try and conquer. 
So that's yeah. what that tells me. <laughs> so even though it's embarrassing to you, you know, I, I really look at that as like, oh, you really are a go-getter. So check that out, Stephen. All right. So do you like soccer or American football? Soccer. Love football. Soccer. Woohoo. All right. Yeah. What is your favorite movie? Oh, there's a couple, but the one that kind of really opened up my mind and truly opened up my mind for the philosophy of it, it's not about the action-packed scenes or anything, it was the philosophy behind it, was The Matrix. The Matrix. Oh, yes. I know a lot of people who love that movie. Now I think I have to pull them back out. We have them. I'm going to watch them today. Okay. How? Okay. Now this question, there's a big debate going on around the world. And so I want to know, Lip Talk Nation wants to know, how does your toilet paper roll? Is it top or is it bottom? Oh, definitely top. <laughs> oh, this is so awesome. My The men that I interview on this show is all about the top. So that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Stephen, for letting us get to know you on a personal level here and on a fun level. Uh, I have a final question for you, Stephen. Do you have any final encouraging thoughts for our listeners who are dealing with low self-esteem and brokenness? I think when you think about... Obviously, you're, you're the Liptog Nation and listeners, they've probably been around for at least 20 years and upwards, and you know that any situation you're going through just now is temporary. Now, it may not feel like that at this particular moment. You just think it's going to last forever and you can't see a way out. But if you're kind of telling yourself, this is only temporary and it's something I need to go through to get to where I want to go, when you tell yourself that and you really start to believe it, then you just see any kind of setback and the way you're feeling just now, low self-esteem, it's just a way, it's almost like saying, okay, I have to hit this level before I can really appreciate what I'm going to get in the future. And when you start to believe you know you're going to get in the future, then kind of lifts you up a little bit. And I know that's, as I said, I'm not a therapist or a psychotherapist or anything, but it just gives you a little bit of a lift when you think this is only temporary. Just like everything in the past has been, all your other problems in the past have been temporary, this is temporary as well. And you know there's better things in the future for you. I love the way you just described that, Stephen. Any situation is temporary. That resonated right now with me, Lip Talk Nation. I hope it did with you as well, because I know some of you out there are wanting that glimpse of hope, and there is hope. And any situation is temporary. And if you can challenge yourself to say this, say this out loud, say it to your mind over and over again until you can say it out loud, and that resonates with you, any situation is temporary. Thank you, Stephen. I have learned so much from you. I'm a rule follower, so everything that you're saying, I'm going to put it down and start practicing right away because I love continuing to get better. Lip Talk Nation, I hope you love continuing to learn and get better. So thank you so much, Stephen, for letting us get to know you as a global thought leader, successful entrepreneur, and also on a deeper level. I know that your story has been an inspiration to myself and Lip Talk Nation. So will you share with us, Stephen, where we can find out more about you? The one place would be the blog. That's the one that's been running the longest. And you can go to um, stephenhison.co.uk forward slash blog. And that's got over 1,200 articles on there. And from there, you'll be able to find, if you're looking for any products, I'm not going to promote any products or anything, Laura, because I don't kind of believe in that. So just go to the blog and you'll find stuff that will really help you there. And you can, it's all free. You don't need to sign up for anything. And I think that will really help um, your listeners. 
Thank you so much. You know, I already shared your blog yesterday. I'll do it again today. And Lip Talk Nation, did you hear that? After you find his blog, and I'll put it on my Facebook page, you will be able to find the other resources that you need for whatever you are going through because Stephen is reaching out to you and wanting to help the world become a more positive place and successful. So thank you again. It really has been an honor, Stephen, to have you on the show. Thank you for spending time with us at Life in Purple where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. It's been a pleasure hearing your story and letting our listeners glean value from your experience. Lip Talk Nation, if you have enjoyed today's episode or one of our previous episodes, I would love to hear from you. If you are an iPhone user, go on over to iTunes and leave a friendly review. And for Android users, send me a quick email to lara at laraspragg.com. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become.